Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On to cricket now. Um, of course, the news coming through late yesterday afternoon that uh, the Black Caps Limited Overs Tour of Australia has been postponed due to the team being able, unable to secure MIQ spots on their return to New Zealand. They could have been uh, over there for months, by the sound of things, uh, without having to being have the ability to get home, which is not acceptable. Uh, to talk us through the situation and what will happen next is New Zealand Cricket Players Association boss, boss Heath Mills. Uh, Millsy, good morning to you. It's been, um, I guess you're in, always in a position where you have to uh, make decisions. Uh, your job, uh, one of the... Uh, Parts of your job, of course, is player welfare, very much so. Um, so that's why we've got you on this morning. Tough decision yesterday because I think uh, New Zealand v Australia, every man and his dog looks forward to that. Yeah, Morning, uh, Smithy. Uh, it, it was uh, disappointing yesterday. I, I was going to be pretty upfront about that. The, uh, a tour to Australia, um, playing at Chapel Hadley is a really exciting prospect for our the players. You know, they're, so they're very disappointed that they're not going. Uh, it would have been a great opportunity for some younger ones as well, with um, the test side here playing South Africa. So, so, so to not 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 be able to go and play, um, yeah, it's disappointing. I also feel particularly sorry for Cricket Australia because they essentially lose those games now from their international summer. And as you know, Smithy, there's all sorts of broadcast and commercial commitments as well. So mm. it, is, it was disappointing, but no, there's, there's no way that we could, in New Zealand cricket, we're, we're very strong on this as well, that we could uh, get the, let the team go to Australia with no confirmation of when they might be back in New Zealand. That's just untenable for us, you know, particularly with... Our players who have, in the last 18 months, two years, have spent so much time in bubble environments and in MIQs, etc., coming and going, you know, applying their trade. We just couldn't uh, let them go without a, without a confirmation of when they could, could get back to New Zealand. Honestly, uh, Heath, it must be a hell of a frustrating that um, you, you, can't, you can't do this. I mean, we're talking here about the world champion cricket side. I mean, across the board, probably the highest rated team in world cricket. Uh, and we in our own country uh, can't find a room for them. I, I just, how frustrating is it with, with, when you're dealing with, with the people involved who continually say no? Yeah, look, I, New Zealand cricket have a good relationship with the government and, and we've been pretty fortunate, I think, in the last 18 months compared to some other sports and certainly some other cricket boards around the world, as you'd know, have really suffered. We have got teams in and got our program going, but look, it is, it is frustrating. I, look, I'm not going to lie about that. I, you know, New Zealand cricket, Dave for White, worked exceptionally hard. We tried different ways of shaping the tour where we you know, looked at the, the possibility of playing the 
our home series against Australia, the three T20 staying over in, in Australia mm. and, and extending the tour so they guys wouldn't be due back until March, hoping that there might be more room allocation space. So everyone's tried hard. Look, we understand the government's in a difficult position and there's all sorts of other considerations other than cricket. But I think from my personal point of view, I look at New Zealand cricket and I think they've done a great job of bringing teams in and, and so on and so forth. And um, the fact that they've had this, this centre set up in uh, Lincoln and we've housed uh, international teams there very, very successfully with training, etc., I think New Zealand cricket would have had the ability to to run their own essentially isolation program, and that um, they would have done that very very well. So you, you hear noises about the possibility of private businesses and organisations being able to pay for and run their own isolation um, um, programs essentially when people are coming into the country. And you hope that may be able to happen at some point if we're going to continue with this way of, of looking at the virus. Well, it's unlikely to happen quickly by the way things are moving. That, that's just my read on it, East. Uh, and so I have to think a little bit pessimistically about the chances of Australia coming here in March uh, under the, the current system, under the current protocols. Yeah, look, it's... Uh it, you know, we, we, we really, that tour is really important to New Zealand cricket. I think the thing about Smithy is sport, particularly the commercial professional sports, is an international business and it relies on countries touring each other. That's how you get the commercial support around your sport, the finances so through broadcast and commer- uh, commercial sponsorships. So you need to be able to deliver content. So, you know, that, that tour to New Zealand is, is really important. Um, I hope we we all hope that that's a wee way away. It's in March. There might be some changes, and maybe you know there might be a chance that a trans Tasman bubble may be open again by then, mm. and the team may be able to come in. Um, but if, if, if they can't, that will be really disappointing. But having said that, we just need to keep working uh, with New Zealand cricket, with cricket Australia, and these two tours will need to take place at some point, um, and hopefully they can find. Uh, other gaps in the calendar and the schedule, the busy schedule that it is over the next year or so. But at this stage, fingers crossed that that, that tour will take place. And the, and the good news is that the South Africans are all confirmed to come in, and as are the Netherlands. So we have got some good international cricket content here you know, in, in a few months' okay. time, which is great. Been a, a bit of a worrying trend, I guess, uh, because of certain circumstances. Uh, of course, we're well publicised. We had to come home uh, before a ball was bowled in Pakistan. That was for terrorism, which was um, totally. An acceptable decision, and uh, everyone ran with that one. That's fine. The other one that has been a, a little bit, uh, I would say, concerning to a few people anyway, and I get asked the question as well: uh, Why don't we have an under-19 team in the Caribbean uh, at this World Tournament? Uh, because it is, uh, in terms of the development of young players, it is the, uh, I think, one of the great yardsticks of as where you are as a player, where you are as a cricketing nation against the rest of the world, apart from the fact it's a hell of an occasion for these kids. So that were, that was an interesting call. Yeah, look, at the under-19 under um, guys aren't, aren't, aren't part of... We're not involved in their, in their programme with New Zealand cricket. That's below the professional level of the game. But, look, I, I think that was a really tough and difficult decision for New Zealand cricket to make. As you say, you know, it's a, the under-19 World Cup is a very, very important development competition for, for, for our people coming through. There's no question about that. But I think, look, I think they made the right call. Uh, what we've experienced in the last 18 months to two years trying to operate in COVID, as I said earlier, internationally around the world, our players going backwards and forth to, to competitions to play their trade, 
It probably isn't, hasn't been as well publicised as, as it ought to have been in many respects, but some guys have really struggled smithing. You know, it's been really tough uh, doing the MIQ stints, um, operating on tours. When we see them play on TV, uh, we think, oh, that's, they're, they're fine over there, but as soon as they go back to the hotel, they're basically in their room in isolation until they return to the ground the next morning. You know, it's, it's tough operating in these environments and with, with bubbles in place and then obviously doing the big stints of MIQ uh, when you come home. And, and our, some of our senior players who you know, are hardened professional cricketers have struggled with it. So I think to put young, young men in, in that environment uh, uh, over in the Western East, and I think we've seen players have, have gone down with COVID during that tournament in the last week or two as it is, to put them in that hard bubble environment and then facing two weeks in my queue when they come back would have been extremely tough. And from a welfare perspective, I think New Zealand Creek probably have got that call right. Uh, the important thing is is that they, they need now, I, I would think, to make sure there's some content for those young kids coming through. Now, I know they've got a New Zealand development team going around playing the major association second teams at the moment, which I think is a good initiative. And I, I think they've got some more stuff planned in the next six to 12 months to give those kids some playing opportunities. So, look, it's, I understand people. some people would be frustrated with it, but I, sort of having mm. seen what our people have experienced firsthand, I, I think to put young 18-year-olds through that would be, would be really tough. And you know, there's, there's no perfect answer to these things, but sometimes you've got to make some hard calls and they won't be popular, but I think they made the right one there. It's interesting, yeah, because uh, we appear to be the only um, country that made that call. I, I don't know if anyone else... Uh, did it on that basis. Would you have any, as you say, it's not part of your brief as such, but would you know if the players and their families were consulted or was the decision was just made uh, separately away from them? I'm not sure if they were, to be honest with you. Um, and, but I would have thought there would have been some discussion with some people. Um, I think with the other countries that are going, it's important to point out that mostly they mostly don't have MIQ, the two weeks in a room by yourself as well. So there are other factors that the way we've approached um, COVID and, and, and the protocol, various protocols and, and stuff we need to work through when you're coming back into New Zealand is, is not the same for, for the vast number of those other countries. So I think there are just some different factors for us. Um, I can understand if you are um, going to be playing in that tournament and, and certainly mum and dad, that they're going to be gutted. There's no, no doubt about that. So I understand that. I, I think that, you know, New Zealand cricket now need to try and uh, find ways to give some opportunities to those kids. I'm sure they'd do that because, as, as you know, Smithy, it's really important that these kids are playing you know, a, a higher level of cricket and developing their game. So I'm, I'm sure that's in New Zealand cricket's interest to do that. So I hope um, they're able to replace that somehow for those players in the next six to 12 months. Women's World Cup just around the corner, of course, uh, Heath. And uh, I guess uh, you know, all those MIQ spots have been booked long, long in advance. Uh, so there's no problem there. But we are going to, of course, uh, ask lots of uh, women um, who are coming into our country to observe our protocols. That just has to be the way. Uh, and I, I guess there'll be some tough times for, for some of those young, impressionable girls because there will be some, you know, there's some pretty young people within those teams. Yeah, that's right. They are. I think, um, you know, New Zealand Cricket's done a good job with the ICC with, with, with the government and to, to make sure the event takes place. And I think you know, there's a, you know, quite a number of people coming in. It's not just the players, it's all the support staff and ICC officials and some broadcast people as well. So it's a big group coming in. So it's, it's fantastic that that event can still take place in New Zealand. It's, you know, we're, we're all really delighted about it. It's going to be a great promotion of the women's game. Um, I think, though, once you, you do get through 
the um, BMIQ phase here, then obviously in New Zealand you can get about pretty pretty freely. Um, so hopefully it's still a really good experience for all those players, uh, and particularly the young young players. I know that the ICC will be watching that, that closely, I think, and, and obviously New Zealand cricket as well. We, we, the last thing you want is for a young person or someone that, to, to be playing in, in your tournament and then to be really struggling with their mental health because of the conditions they're in. So I'm sure that there will be people watching that and making sure that they're all okay. And, and as I said, you know, once they get through that initial stage, um, you know, you, you, as you know, you can get around New Zealand pretty freely yeah. now. So that's, I think that's what, 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 what we're aiming for. Yeah. At the moment, yeah, Heath. Uh, I don't know what will happen this afternoon, but at the moment we can. Uh, just, uh, we've just had a text in it. Just had a text come in actually. Uh, uh, we're just coming to the end anyway. But uh, text has just come in to the extent was were there um, the was there the opportunity? And I don't know. You might, you might not know either. Was there the opportunity for New Zealand cricket uh, to book MIQ spots as an insurance against what happened happened? In other words, the rules changed. Yeah, so that when these two tours uh, were confirmed uh, by both boards, our tour there and the Australian tour back here, it was with um, the Trans-Tasman bubble in place. And mm-hmm. you know, New Zealand cricket were of the understanding that that would continue and, and, and so on and so forth. But obviously, and the government were, were pretty confident about that at the time. But as you you, know, you just said earlier, things, things change in this business on a daily basis at the moment. So... Uh, then Omicron came, and um, obviously the government has you know, closed the border. And I think with you know, New Zealand cricket has already got Bangladesh in. Um, South Africa uh, got rooms. There's the Women's World Cup in the Netherlands. We, we, we have got a high number of rooms allocated to the, to the sport as it is. Um, so, yeah, there weren't MIQ rooms booked um, for them because we had the Trans-Tasman bubble open. And, of course, that's now closed. So I think... As a, from a cricket fan uh, point of view, we just need to be hoping and praying that um, you know the Trans Tasman bubble is, is open come mid March when the Australian team is due to be here, and they can get in the country, and we, we can we can see some exciting cricket. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks very much for your uh, your honesty there this morning, Heath. Uh, they were just questions that people were asking us, and uh, and myself in particular, I was just uh, interested to know uh, the answer to them. You've done a good job. Thanks for that, mate. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. Let's uh, cross our fingers that. Uh, this is the last hiccup for a long time. Let's hope, Smithy. And uh, good to t- chat to you, and I hope all's well, mate. Yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Cheers. Stay safe. Uh, Heath Mills there. He's the boss of the New Zealand Cricket Players Association. So interesting point there. Uh, when it gets to under-19 level, which is, of course, not a professional side of things, it's not under his jurisdiction as such. But uh, he keeps a very close eye on it because, of course, player welfare uh, is his biggest brief.